Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are on the Faith FM network. This morning you are joined by myself, Lawson, and my good friend, Danny. Danny, how are you this morning? I am praising the Lord and having a blast and happy to be here on the Brecky Show. Yeah. No other place I'd rather be than in really? bed. In bed. It, oh. Um, yes, I'd rather be there. You'd rather be, but you're here. Truth be told. Yeah. But... Other than that, I would rather be here. Well, it is so glad to hear that you're so <laughs> present and in this space with us. I mean, usually you're, you're in the afternoons, looking up Wednesday right, afternoons. So I kind of only start waking up by about 10, 10.30. So really? Yeah, this is really early. Surely not. No, just that's a, that's a joke. Okay, when you've got like, you know, so many cats in the house, like four cats in the house wow. and a dog, there's no way you can sleep in yeah, ever. There's right. no sleep-ins ever, even uh, on your birthday or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And they don't even make you breakfast in bed for your birthday. They just I got to make them they're, breakfast. They're just freeloaders, bro. <laughs> totally, these these totally. animals. Hey, shout out animals. Also, uh speaking of of dogs, last night I went and played board games with my friends and they had this dog and its name was Max and it was like inside and wouldn't stop looking at me and I was a little bit grossed out by that, but it was cute, so I kind of got away with it. Like, are you What sort I, of a dog was it? It was some kind of poodle, like oh. it was like a poodle cross, something oh, like mine's that. Mine's a tiny toy cavoodle. Okay. It's like like cavalier and a poodle. Whoa. It's just tremendous. It's just like the, the good news is now, um, Lawson, mm-hmm. I can honestly say to people that when I get home, there is someone happy to see me. I couldn't say that well, before I got the dog. But now I can guarantee Danny, there's someone happy to see Danny, me. Danny, you're home. married. I know that's what I'm saying, but it's not it doesn't yeah. always it's not always like a brilliant reception. Yeah, well, okay. But the dog always gives you a brilliant uh, reception. Okay. It's just amazing. Yeah, all right, all right. Just all right. amazing. <laughs> Shout out to Danny's <laughs> wife uh, this morning and uh, you know, the beautiful happy home that they have full of cute animals and whatnot. <laughs> hey, coming up on today's show, we are going to be talking about exercising, we're gonna be talking about prophecy, giving a bit of an update of what's happening around the world. We also have Paul Merger from Destiny Rescue. An amazing, amazing interview we have coming up. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. And we're getting into the Psalms as well. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Joined by myself, Lawson. Got my good friend, Danny, in the studio as well. Danny, I need you to do a favor for me. Can you get us our first quiz question for today? Love to do that, Lawson. The question is... What king's name meant peaceable? Was it? Do I give the clues? Mm-hmm. Manasseh A, Josiah B, C, Solomon. Which mm. one is it? Manasseh, Josiah, or Solomon? What king's name meant peaceable? Mm. If you know the answer to that one, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you go into the draw to win two books, Danny. We've got two books mm-hmm, we're giving mm-hmm, away. Mm-hmm. God with us and God for us by James Gilly. Now, this is both of these books are commentaries on the book of John, getting mm. in with, well, the main theme of John is how it is that God came down to this earth and spent time with people uh, and furthermore save them mm. and this is getting into those topics really exploring them and 
ultimately leading us to know God mm. through Amen. the book of John. So 0491-064-669 is the number to text. Again, that's 0491-064-669. If you answer questions correctly, that will be a chance to go into the draw for these prizes. What was the king's, what king's name meant peaceable? Was it A, Manasseh, B, Josiah, or C, Solomon? 0491 Zero six four six six nine. Danny, what is happening in? Oh, actually, oh, why am I introducing your news? It's my news time. I, I you know what? You I've can, got plenty of you, news. You, Give me time. You Just can wait. You can wait. You can wait. <laughs> All right, now. So we are going to talk about. We're going to start by talking about exercise. Um, I have, you know, it's you know, news resolutions, right? There's always those memes that come up when it's like. December 30th, December 31st, and it's like the gym on January 1st, and it's like people using gym equipment in like the most horrific kind of ways, like upside down, backwards, back to front, dangerously, because that's the day when everyone's like just December, uh, January 1st, get into the gym and, and start working out because new year, new me, let's get healthy, that kind of thing. Are, are you a gym guy, Danny? Um, no, I'm not a gym guy. I'm not a gym guy. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm a more of an outdoorsy person. Okay. I don't like to be stuck inside sure. uh, a building. So I like to get out, mountain bike and play tennis and mm. walk and hike. and Yeah, so I'm an outdoorsy person, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like with a lot of those things that and I plus, like and plus I've just got way too much muscle on me to, oh. to go to the gym oh. because I make the other guys look a bit ordinary uh, if you know what I mean and I don't want to do that I don't want to make them for those really who bad. don't know what Jenny looks like he is the single like skinniest person I know uh, or you know I'm like, I've won if the he's, skinniest if he's not competition. the skinniest person I know he's he's in the top five so, <laughs> so that's that's it no but hey that's okay that means you that's me that means you're springy Denny you know you I think my bones would snap if I would lift anything other than about two <laughs> kilograms. <laughs> well, hey, you know, speaking of the And outdoors, I don't think they've got like 500 gram uh, bars, what do you call that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb bars, yeah. bars, what, there's what do you no, call There's it? no half kilo. Nah, or 500 or 200 grams. Yeah, oh, if, if you had them, I 200 could grams. I could probably try that. Danny, I saw, I, you, might I saw you bring your computer in here. Like that would be more than 200 <laughs> yeah, grams. Yeah, but I, did you see I brought it on a trolley? Ah, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. But hey, look, speaking of exercise, uh, the World Health Organization, who we love, Mm, by the way. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Especially in the last four years. Yeah, that's right. But they sometimes come out with good and interesting news. Mm. I I love the article that they did about alcohol, Mm -hmm. basically telling the truth about alcohol. There is no safe consumption of alcohol that you, there's no safe amount of alcohol that you can consume. Uh, They've come up about exercise and they're looking at, hey, 150 minutes per week of Mm -hmm. moderate physical activity and 75 minutes per week of vigorous physical activity is what is needed by a person to meet exercise requirements to be on a trend towards good health, which isn't that much. Like 150 minutes per week, if you break that down over five days, or let's say six days, you know, you have your Sabbath 120 minutes a week. 150 minutes per week. That's nothing. That's that's pretty light. Two and a half hours. But they're saying if you're you're able, let's say you do it over five days, right? Mm. So half an hour per day. You are you are meeting requirements, and then they say you know on top of that, um, or you can do seventy five minutes per week of vigorous physical activity. So you need like two and a half hours a week of like walking or hiking, or like seventy five minutes per week of you know whether it be running or or something like that. They're encouraging you to start there. You mm. will be on a good trend. Mm. And the case is, is when you start 
with some type of exercise, some type of structured regular exercise, you always get better. You always get better. You always learn how to do it better. In fact, like the increases that you'll see in the first two weeks are the most that you'll see out of the whole time you're exercising. And that's, it's, it's interesting because that has nothing to do with like after one or two days, your muscles are just like miraculously double the strength. You just get used to it. And then from there, you go on a trend of whether it's building muscle or losing fat or whatever it may be. And I, uh, yeah, I have started my, I was was going to ask, I was going to ask. That's right. I, uh, yeah, starting yesterday, I've been getting up and I've been at the pool when it opens at six, six a.m. At the pool, ready to go. I my goal is so in 2022, I went into a triathlon. At the end of uh, 2022, I got third as well for my age group. So in the in the newy try, and uh, like I'm I'm good, Danny. You know, you are very looks, good. Looks might de- looks might deceive no, deceive you, never, but um, I never you know, judge especially a after cover. especially after Christmas, bro. I eat. Christmas time, I'm eating, bro. I, I, I stack the kilos on. I'm spending, you know, time. Yeah, you know, I don't have a very fast metabolism. I'm kind of in the middle. I don't have like an unactive thyroid or whatnot. But if I eat, I gain weight. If I don't eat, I lose weight. That's kind of my thing. And yeah, I'm just, you know, now back into the grind, back into the groove. Um, did a cool kilometer this morning because I, I only. How big was that triathlon? Like, oh, it was. I, so I was did. I did a it? sprint triathlon. Oh yeah. So it's pretty short, um, but still, like it. It took me like a a little little over forty five minutes oh, to, okay. to so complete. Just, yeah. just but still, a, just but a short one. Intensive. Yeah, yeah, intense. Like it was a race. Um, and where my physical, you know, I think everyone has like a physiological talent. You know, some people are stocky and strong. Some mm. people are, are lengthy. Some. So for me, my thing is that like when my heart rate gets high. Because everyone fatigues throughout the race mm. and their heart rates get high. When my heart rate gets high, I've just kind of got the motor to keep going. I don't have good, like, outright speed necessarily, but I'll just, like, keep pushing and keep pushing. Mm. And so in the run, I made up heaps of positions. like the, And I did a sprint finish as well, which I was pretty oh. happy about. I passed some people, like, to the finish line um, to secure my third place for my age wow. group. And so – and I was only, like – like the the guys who won like first and second they were like a couple minutes up the road but they look pretty legit like they were rocking they had like triathlon bikes like like i had this i had this no ro- proper outfit that's right i just had this road bike that i bought off the internet for like 200 bucks that was like way too big for me and yeah you know, i like i had some good swimming kit and i had some nice runners and whatnot but i wasn't out here like you know i, I did have cleats for my bike uh, but uh, you know, thinking back, I'm like, oh, the ride. The ride was about 15 k's, and I'm, which isn't that much. It's a sprint, but I was thinking, oh, it, did it justify like the amount of time I was losing in the change? You know, maybe if I hadn't done that change, I would have been closer to those guys at the front. But that being said, you know, that's my goal at the end of the year. It's good to set a goal for something, mm-hmm. and I think I want to encourage you guys. It doesn't have to be a triathlon. Like I also have the benefit of like I'm a really decent swimmer. I was boys champion in my school for swimming, oh, and wow. and I like have a history of exercise and whatnot. Even though I'm out of shape at the moment, it's like you know just get into it, and I kind of know what to do. I can mm-hmm. put a pro- program in place and live up to it. So it's you know I, I would say in in a couple months, like I would be triathlon ready. But I've got to November, so now. Mm. It's good. it's going for the win. That's that's mm. what we're that's that's our that's our goal. If I can consistently train over the, the next year, like going for like you know a win or top, because I was I was third in my age group, but like I was outside of the top ten for every age group. So I'm like, if I can get into the top ten overall, that would be that would be my goal. So, but this is the thing, guys. Set a goal for this year. Get out. Get healthy. You know, obviously as well. The Bible is wanting us to be 
in good health. You know, I'm mm. thinking, I'm thinking of some of the letters that Paul wrote and how he signs off those letter that letters, and he's like praying for good health. Mm. And obviously, in the first century, you know, he's probably praying for good health against like leprosy and against you know the communicable diseases and infections that existed at the time. Uh, but furthermore, like we are most affected here in Australia and in the West more than anything. By lifestyle diseases. If mm, Paul was living in that's our the day, number one problem we if have. Paul was living in our day, he'd be like praying for good health for you. Make sure you get out and and do some exercise. Like stay healthy. Like, and this is the call that God has made on us. If you want to read through either Proverbs or Psalms or you know, there's numerous places of advice throughout the Bible where it's like, hey, look mm. to have good health. Amen. And so we should definitely live up to that. Make a plan. Pick a sport. Pick an activity. Get outside. I think that's a really the pool. I swim in's outdoor. Get outside and and find something to do. It will be a blessing for you this way, this year. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Joined by myself, Lawson, got my good friend Denny in here as well. Denny, would you give us our next quiz question? Sure. Number two, it is where was Titus ministering when Paul wrote to him? Mm. So I'll repeat that. Where was Titus ministering when Paul wrote to him. There's a book called Titus. Yeah, absolutely. After Timothy, first and second Timothy, then we get to Titus. Absolutely. Guys, if you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669, that is the number to text. If you text that number with the correct answer, we go into the draw for our amazing prizes. We've got God for us and God with us by James Gilly. According to John, these books are getting into the book of John what it's about, how it relates to us, how it is a blessing to us, and how it reveals God's desire to be with us as well. So 0491-064-669, where was Titus ministering when Paul wrote to him? You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. Danny, what is happening in the news? Well, I, as you know, Lawson, have an afternoon show that I co-host mm-hmm. on a Wednesday afternoon with uh, my, my, my good friend Sharissa, The mm-hmm. Looking Up Show, and we talk about current events in light of Bible prophecy. Mm. And uh, Shell is um, well aware that we have so much to share every single week. Absolutely. Like, she's like just blown away. She's our producer, mm. wonderful producer, and uh, and we're just blown away. There is so much going on. And um, so, yeah, so I just want to share a couple of things that are going on for the listeners out there that may be interested in Bible prophecy. Mm. Uh, I know that's had a huge impact on your life, Lawson, mm. Bible prophecy and yeah, understanding absolutely. that God can be trusted through the prophecies of the Bible. Yes. Now, what's been taking place uh, this year in the United States of America has been really fascinating. Uh, mm. America is always uh, a fascinating place because it's the epicenter of end time Bible prophecy, according mm. to Revelation 13. And mm-hmm. so, I've got my ears to the ground when it comes to what's going on in the states. Mm. And this year, there has been, uh, and especially towards the end of last year, but this year in particular, uh, a, a greater groundswell amongst the evangelical Christians to bring God back into the nation. Mm. So they had a huge gathering of political leaders as well as uh, religious leaders in Washington, D.C. at the National Gathering for Prayer and Repentance Mm. meeting, which took place there at the Museum of the Bible. Uh, Mike Johnson was one of the key, was one of the speakers. I don't know if you tracked this. Yeah, yeah, the the Speaker of the House. The Speaker of the House, and um, he's probably the most... um, 
is probably the most outspoken Christian yep. speaker that we've had in, in American history. I mean, mm. he replaced the guy, the previous speaker, for the first time in U.S. history. Yep. The speaker was appraised. You, you know all that, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you've covered that. Anyway, it was really, really fascinating to to watch uh, the proceedings and how the political, religious, the political and the religious leaders came together to seek God on mm. behalf of their nation. It, was, uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't just a normal prayer breakfast as mm. they do have every year. This was a prayer at a time of serious repentance, mm. according to this, for personal sins, sins of the church, and America's sins, followed by praying for the nations. Mm. Um, yeah, I haven't seen anything quite like this uh, before, and this tells me that the pendulum is preparing to swing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's no secret that America is not in a good place. Yep. You know, the most powerful nation on the planet, be it morally, be it mm. economically, be it politically, the the polarization in the nation is just extreme, be it the immigration crisis that they are experiencing, yep. be it the natural disasters, and the list could go on and on. Yeah. And okay. be it the the political turmoil That's that right. it's getting involved in overseas, in the yeah. Middle East, um, in Europe, uh, mm. potentially China and Taiwan, mm. North Korea. I mean, yeah. there are so many so many areas of concern. And these political and religious leaders are saying, we need to go back to God. We need to get God back into our nation. Yes, mm. he's, on, he's on our currency, in God we trust, but... Is this a reality in how we live, in how our country is run? Yeah. And definitely, like, when the 2020 election finalized, you know, and, and Joe Biden was the, the winner, and the, the narrative that was shared of most citizens in the U.S., it's, oh, it's a return to normalcy, you know, after the Trump presidency. Yet, the last four years have been anything but has uh, been a very difficult time, mm. many challenges. And so a faith in a particular political party or, you know, that oh, established politicians will bring back normalcy or anything like that has really gone out the window. And now people are really searching for, mm. okay, what, what can we embrace that will mm. enable our country to actually function well, uh, for us to not be trapped in a debt crisis, for us to have good international relations and, and whatnot. And, you know, whether it's, and then, domestically as well with immigration as you brought up like what's going to change to enable this to happen and and, you know it always turns to looking for the next political candidate or or the next uh the the next ideology that can be adopted and yeah so in the united states right now ultimately we're seeing a a tumultuous situation that Mm. is unfolding but it's leaning into now like the embracing of by politicians of religion and by you know the those in in political power it'll just be interesting to see i think as the republican party especially heads this direction of being more outspoken religiously whether they can capture the entire nation we know that trump is doing well polling wise in terms of primaries right he's winning each primary in each state but the question is like will that be enough of a wave to carry him into presidency well, time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell because there's a lot There's a lot going on and there's mm. indictments that he's dealing with. That was back on January 31. Yeah. What just took place literally a few days ago mm. is um, Donald Trump uh, addressed over an hour address. I watched it mm-hmm. last night or yesterday. 
the National Religious Broadcasters Association. I don't know if you've caught up on that. This Mm-mm. is a, a gathering every year of, they didn't invite us from Faith FM for some oh, strange reason. That's rough. Uh, <laughs> this is the biggest convention of broadcasters, mm-hmm. TV and radio broadcasters, mm-hmm. Christian in the United States of America, and they've been gathering since 1944. So it was the 80th anniversary. Anyway, mm. um, Donald Trump was one of the guests uh, that wow. was invited to speak. Yeah, Biden and Haley were invited, but they refused to go. So that sends a, a message in and of itself. Anyway, Donald Trump basically was saying that if you elect me as president, I'm going to fulfill your Christian agenda. Whoa. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing not, you loud I'm and clear. I'm not sure if you're aware of this 2025 document Mm-hmm. that a whole bunch of um, Christian think tanks led by the Heritage Foundation have put mm. out over a 900-page document that is the template for the president when he begins his rule and reign on January 20, 2025, that he is to go to work fulfilling that 900-page mandate yeah. of how to get God back into the country mm. in all different areas. Wow. And Donald Trump literally said, you put me in the White House, and I'm going to ensure that it happens. In Mm. the last, when I was president in four years, I did so much for you guys and for Israel, you know, because that's all very much part of the mix. And I am going to put God back into government and we're going to rule according to God's law, not according to this secular, and he calls it the lunatic left agenda. I'm telling you, let me just share with you this. Yeah, you, what you, are some you, of the points? You, 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 you've, got to, you, you've got to check out the whole thing, and mm. um, it's really interesting. This is what he says. He says, um, um, I'm just reading from this article, this Guardian. He says, Donald Trump told a warmly receptive gathering of religious broadcasters on Thursday that it's the people from within our country that are more dangerous than the people outside. Mm. And he said, um, if... He wants to mobilize the Christian fundamentalists who have swing swung dramatically behind him in recent years. Mm. He says, um, where are we here? He's speaking of the greatest revival that this country will ever see will take place under me and under my reign if you elect me. And I'm going to just read from his words. Where are we here? This is what he says. Mm. He says, um, let me just get this here. All right, okay. He says, um, in connection with church going, and now that's gone out the window, he's going to look to bring that back. He says, mm. um, the biggest thing missing from this country, it's biggest thing that is missing. We have to bring back our religion. We have to bring back Christianity in this. And he says, we have to, he says, I'll make you a, a single simple promise that in my first term, which when I was president, I fought for Christians. I'm going to work even harder for you in the next four years. And he says there will be a revival in the United States such as has never been before. Wow. So he is saying the revival is coming. Revelation 13 says this beast, speaking of the United States of America, that is like a lamb but will speak like a dragon. And sadly... Persecution will take place from a religious point of view rather from mm. a secular point of view wow. in the end. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Hey, let's get into our next quiz question. Here we go. In Isaiah 29, the people come to God with their mouth and lips, but what does he say is far from him? 
0491-064-669 is the number to text. Of course, our prizes for this week, God with us and God for us. That number, 0491-064-669 again. And that question was, in Isaiah 29, the people come to God with their mouth and lips, but what does he say is far from him? Again, guys, text us if you know the answer, 0491-064-669. And you are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. On the phone with us, we have Paul Murgard from Destiny Rescue, someone who we've interviewed before on the show talking about the amazing work that they're doing, saving children from child trafficking and, and whatnot. Paul is with us now. How are you doing today, Paul? Yeah, doing fantastic, Wilson. Great, great to be with you. Yeah, we are so stoked to have you on the show again. And it's like every time you come on the show, you give us a profile of the work that you're doing, give us some perspective on how far-reaching it is and, and the amazing initiative that Destiny Rescue has with saving children. What is your role and your function in that, if you can remind us? Thanks, Paul. Yeah, Wilson, I'm the CEO of the Australian Operations, so just oversee all of our engagement right across the country Mm -hmm. and, you know, raising awareness and support for the work that we're doing. And then, you know, from time to time, I find myself overseas on some of our undercover operations, uh, working in, you know, conjunction with law enforcement and whatnot to get kids out of the situations that they find themselves in. Yeah, wow. So this is incredibly heavy, impactful work uh, that is happening all over the world. And as you say, you know, covert undercover operations like this is this is heavy stuff i think for most of us this is we know that it's happening but our picture mm. into it is reserved to movies and whatnot but this is really the front line of where it's going down what destiny rescue is essentially doing well Wilson, we're just finding more and more success i think as we go forward um every year our teams get better at what they're doing we, we build stronger relationships with law enforcement and with other agencies that you know, help kids when they're on the other side of freedom. Mm. And uh, it's yeah, been really exciting to see the, the organisation, the ministry really grow and develop. And, you know, last year we saw 3,352 people uh, that were able to be rescued from mm. human trafficking and exploitation. And we keep celebrating all those lives. It's not just those 3,352, it's, it's their families and it's the generations to come as well that mm. get a second chance of life. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you guys enabling that, it's a fantastic work. And I think we're really keen to hear and we're keen to hear from when you were uh, you know, talking to us and corresponding a little bit with us before this interview about some of those cases that have happened recently that have been resolved recently and how Destiny Rescue has been able to work to save you know some people in their situation. So give us, mm. give us some insight, give us some ideas what's been happening in this space yeah. recently. Lawson, our probably most um, significant uh, rescue that we've had uh, in the last little while was of a five-year-old girl in the Philippines. And, you know, just for your listeners, it's a, a you know, pretty heart-wrenching story with her, but it's, has, it's got a really good outcome. And, mm. and so we first got a tip-off a couple of years ago uh, of this little girl that was being exploited online. And uh, one of our rescue agents in uh, in Thailand had an informant come to him and said, we're aware of this little girl. And we had no idea where she was. We knew that she was in Asia somewhere. Mm. And through hours and hours and like talking upwards of a thousand hours of investigation uh, work, we ended up finding this little girl in Manila. Wow. And um, it took us nearly two years to find her. 
But then when we found, finally found out where she was, we were able to take that case to the Philippines National Bureau of Investigations, and they worked with us to enact what we call one of our raids uh, to mm. get her out of the situation that she was in. And we were able to do that, get her to a place of safety, um, and her perpetrator was arrested and all perpetrators were arrested. Mm. But then what's come out of that story since is that we have been able to hand over to the Australian Federal Police the details of 395 Aussie men who have been involved in that little girl's exploitation. Wow. And so the Australian Federal Police have started uh, arresting people in Australia that were involved in, you know, exploiting her online and then some people travelling over to the Philippines um, who, you know, you kind of call it contact offending where mm. they went to offend in person. Um, and we've been – it's probably like the biggest case that we've ever had that's really um, – I guess gotten the details of a whole heap of Aussies involved in that exploitation, and mm. we're really celebrating that because uh, it means that we're getting a whole heap of Aussie um, criminals off the streets, mm. locked up, put away, and um, making the world a safer place for kids, yeah. both here in Australia and overseas. Absolutely. I think this story really highlights the nature of exploitation in the modern era, that it's not localised so no. much anymore that it, it like again you know a two year investigation over a you know someone being exploited in the philippines has led to yeah uh, uh the arrest and the, the the i guess the safening of australia the arrest of these men mm. and australia becoming safe that is incredible and yeah being able to to see the the outcome of this work coming to you know having a positive benefit not only in the life of that little girl which it's like is really the goal at the end of the day um, yeah, but furthermore affecting people right across the world mm. well i think lawson you know i think what you're getting to there too is like the reality is today with technology the way it is and we've seen a real increase of this since covid is that you know when people couldn't travel they found other ways to to offend i guess mm. and that moved to that online space and and so, you know, in this particular case, it wasn't only 395 Aussies that were mm. caught up in this case. There's people that from the UK, from the US, from New Zealand and uh, other countries around the world that we've also been able to send referrals through. And this all became because one of our agents who he, he's got a, a, a background of working in child protection in law enforcement in New Zealand mm. and then has worked with us now for quite a few years. It heads up all of our, our OSEC work, our online sexual exploitation of children mm. work. And, you know, that just dogged determination of him to, you know, chase his case down, take it to the police, let the police do their job to get the arrest, but then to be able to, you know, refer those people onto the Australian uh, Federal Police. Uh, it just shows the global nature of the work we do. This We can't just sit here in Australia and go, well, this is something that happens overseas. It's got nothing to do with us. Mm. The unfortunate thing is, is that Aussies are very much involved in the exploitation of kids right around the world. Mm. Once these like domestic offenders, you hand those their information over to the the police. Is it just simply there? They they just rock up and arrest these guys and you know put them put them through a trial and throw them in jail. Is is it's oh look, it's it's probably a little bit more complicated with that. The police will still need to do their own investigations sure. and incorporate you know information and data points and whatnot. But uh, and I probably can't go into a lot more details yeah, about what 
you know, how they operate. But certainly we know that um, the AFP have already started arresting people that we referred through to them. And then for those people that are still out there, um, the, the AFP are working through those cases and uh, working through those names. But, uh, you know, the information that we've been able to hand over them was solid referral information with, you know, details of those, those offenders, which has already led to arrests, which, you know, is a real celebration uh, of the fact, and I guess in time, over over time, we'll start seeing some of those cases work their way through the court system, and uh, you know, and, and I guess it's a, a warning, you know, and, and it's it's something that we think as an organisation we need to get people in Australia talking more about this because we often you know know of people that they they you know heading overseas on their end of year footy trips or business trips or whatever it is and we know people that talk about oh you know we went into some of those bars and and i've had conversations with people about Mm. are you aware that when you go into those bars that there could be children being exploited in those places Mm. and you know people think oh look it's harmless they're doing it they've got a smile on their face they enjoy it and it's like no they don't they're acting they've got a you know they've got someone behind the scenes pulling the strings and, and forcing them to act in certain ways and at the end of the day, no child should ever have to be in that situation yeah. um, where they're, you know, someone's toy, someone's plaything. And, and we've got to, you know, as a, as a society, we've got to stand up against this more and more and make the world a safer mm. place for children. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we can owe it to the work that you guys are doing, you know, the, the endeavors that you guys are going on uh, that we can see that more and more it is, it is, it is getting restricted. This, despite unfortunately the demand and the global nature of this, it's, it's amazing that um, global consequences can also be felt too from, you know, mm. Destiny Rescue acting in the children's best interest. That's amazing. Hey, yeah, what else 100%. is happening in that space? What else has been going on for you guys recently? Oh, look, we've got a few things coming up at the moment. We've got uh, coming up in at the end of February a documentary screen, that, a live documentary screen that we're mm. doing online. And so people can jump on our YouTube or if they jump on our website, destinyrescue.org, they'll be able to find the details through to our YouTube channel to be able to watch that doco. And uh, and then the other thing that we're spending a fair bit of time this year doing is trying to encourage the federal government to strengthen some of the laws around child mm. exploitation and then also to fund a tourism campaign that's aimed at outbound Australian tourists to, mm. to just make people aware that when they travel overseas and, and you think it's fun to go into some of those places for a bit of fun of an evening to be super aware of what they might be doing and what they could be complicit in. And so we really want the Australian government to be uh, supporting more of the you know, that investigative work that's happening overseas. Um, mm. And, you know, we're, yeah, we're trying to get the, the Australian government to co- co- collaborate more with law enforcement agencies overseas um, because we keep seeing Aussies caught up in some of those uh, situations where, where kids are being exploited. Mm. Yeah, of course. And uh, for us here at Faith FM, you know, being a, a Christian radio station, we're like, obviously not encouraging anyone to go and do that even from you know it's from concept you know it's like oh man uh, this is this is something that's not good to get caught up in regardless of no, those contexts and whatnot but it's so unfortunate to see that yeah people just i don't know feeding into desire uh, to lust and desire and mm. it unfortunately is coming at 
the grave expense of these people, uh, of their freedom, uh, of their yeah. well-being. You know, they're truly this truly isn't victimless. And yeah, it's it's great to hear that you guys are you know working working to because yeah, sex, sex tourism is unfortunately a, a massive thing, and it's it's a growing industry as the world mm. is becoming in smaller and smaller. And it's it's great to hear that you know people are being informed of the fact that you're actually working to ruin people's lives. This isn't consensual. This isn't okay. Yes. Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. And uh, what are your guys' timelines on those kinds of campaigns and whatnot? You started working with these people. When are you seeing, you know, things starting to get pushed out, do you reckon? Oh, listen, look, we've got campaigns happening all the time on different things. So, you know, it just depends on the, the time of year. But uh, we're, we certainly run some big campaigns around uh, May, June in the lead up to end of financial year. One of those things is because, you know, you've got a lot of people looking for tax deductions and looking, you know, talking to their accountant and doing some tax planning. And I always, I've got an accounting background. So I say to people, I'm, I'm, I'm always in the business of helping people deal with the tax problem through their donations. And, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, some of those bigger campaigns, it's, it's waiting on the federal government to see what we can do with them. But I think, you know, at the same time, we've got, um, team and, you know, again, knowing that you guys have got a lot of people in churches uh, that are your listeners, we've got teams spread across the country that are always speaking in churches and looking for opportunities to, engage with faith communities to to see how you know your church's mission endeavors can orientate their way towards children and so mm. if anyone would be interested in discovering more of that feel free to you know reach out to us you can uh, there's information on our website and you can give our office a call as well um, to find out ways that you know we could engage deeper because we love building relationships with you know churches right across the country uh, mm. to in, to help your churches reach the ends of the earth and um, you know really shine the light of Jesus into some really really dark situations yeah absolutely and of course you guys can give us a text at zero four nine one zero six four six six nine we'll be able to send information to you in regards of setting up that contact and yeah we wholeheartedly you know support and promote the the work that you guys are doing because we think it's important and we think it's crucial uh, for the well-being of these children and also it's in line with the with the message that Jesus had with his mission mm. um, well to reach people to bring them to a knowledge of truth and to salvation but furthermore um, to protect people People from this kind of harm and exploitation. Hey, we have about a minute left, Paul. Is there anything that you want to leave, leave with us? Yeah, listen, I think I just, you know, encourage your listeners, we're always, you know, we could double our rescues overnight if we had the financial support to do it. And so if any of your listeners have got capacity, we'd love to invite you to jump on our website, destinyrescue.org.au, and sign up to become one of our rescue partners. Our rescue partners are those people that just change kids' lives every single month. Mm. And uh, whatever, however big or small uh, you can uh, you know that you, that you have, you can be part of making rescue relentless. And so mm. we encourage them, jump on our website, destinyrescue.org.au, and sign up to become one of our rescue partners. We love you guys, and uh, it's just an incredible opportunity to be part of such a life-giving and life-changing uh, ministry that's spread in 12 nations across the world now. So thanks so much for the opportunity, Lawson. Yeah. Hey, Paul, thank you so much for joining us on the show. And again, to get a lot of that information, you can text us at 0491-064-669. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.